It's Monday. You've heard the Sunday Sermon, but how do you apply it to your daily life? Connect Director Michael Miller is here to help you think through our discussion questions. So, let's get ready for Michael! Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, welcome to Mondays with Michael. I hope you're still meditating on uh, yesterday's sermon. Um, sitting here with Pastor Bobby, and uh, you know, even, even at this moment, I'm having a really tough time uh, just processing everything that he said myself. Uh, you know, Bobby, seeing those videos, those pictures from the past couple weeks, um, or should I say video, of uh, the guy. Um, Man, seeing that and thinking about even where I was in, in 04, I was 14 years old. Um, and that was probably one of my first times experiencing racism from a, from a very indirect but hard way. Um, there was just a, a girl that I liked a whole lot and we spent a lot of time on the phone. And when it came time to actually, you know, try to move in our quote unquote childish relationship. But, um, you know, I, her, her mother said she couldn't date me because of the color of my skin. And I, I struggled with that so hard. And even, even to the point of looking at my own mother and just asking her like, why, how could this be so? Like, you, you are white, I, I'm half white. Like, make this make sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then to hear him say that, to win on I the other side and, and then- This time the right side won. I, you know, I have no notes. I usually have a notebook when I do Mondays. I'm like, I have no notes yeah. because I was rocked with some of the comments and some of the things I remember seeing, I, I saw a, a couple of photos, the Confederate flag, the, all of those things and the meanings behind those, um, you know, on the back end of you posting the, the video on there. And whew, I, saw the, I saw the flag with a cross on it. I had to look it up and it was like the Christian flag mm. there yep. at the, at yep. the um, you know, at the uh, big event yep. that they had. <laughs> and so, man, I, I, like I said, truly rocked by it. And, you know, I, I could expect those kind of things from the world. Um, and I've seen them in the world. I've experienced it in the world. But on every passing month and times that we're having conversations like this or sermons coming out like this and, and people's responses to leave and go find a place that better suits them. Um, and it hurts because I've, I've never had a place that suits me. Yeah. Um, I've never had those types of things that um, are, I would consider a luxury. Uh, I love being here at Sojourn. I don't want to go anywhere else. Um, but when I have people who... You know, every so every every couple months, you kind of see what they're saying on the internet. It's that it's that type of love of you can you can be around us and with us, but when it comes comes time to be a part of us, like when I wanted to be in relationship with this young girl at that time in my life, it was no because of your color, your skin. You know, and that that um, I mean, that's bothering me. Yeah. You know, my my heart's breaking right now, and it's something I've been seeing a lot of this past year. Um. So yeah, I'm just just speaking raw right now. I just wanted to talk about that that moment with you, man. And just I guess from from your end of the perspective, I know you said you were talking to a particular crowd, but what would you say to someone like myself as you as you preach something like that? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I that that video I showed from 2004. First off, some people may say, "Well, what? I don't like how you mentioned the guy's name, or you know, you you brought it out." And I would just say, read. Read the letters of Paul, um, read the New Testament, and they're not shy about it. If someone is saying something that's just an offense to the gospel, they'll, they'll bring it out. Paul will say, like, this guy, he'll, he'll name the guy, yeah. um, mark him. And, you know, 
for me, if I were part of that crowd in 2004, I don't know how I would have reacted. I know how I would react now. I would get up and leave. Or if I had the microphone, I would say something. But honestly, in 2004, I think I would have just felt a little embarrassed and I would have just sat there and uh, not done anything. Yeah. And in 1994, when I was 23 years old, I, I think I would have laughed. Okay. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and I'm thankful that that's how far God has led me by a spirit since 1994. But I, that would have been, I would have been one of the people that would have laughed. And if anyone was offended, I would have said, oh, come on. It's just a joke. Can't you take a joke? It's like, yeah. you know, the South versus the North. It's just like UK and UofL. It's, you know, we don't mean any harm by it. That would have been me. Yeah. Um, and I would not have seen the harm of that. And I would have been offended and mad at anyone who would have called me out. Man. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I mean, even as you were saying that, I'm thinking to myself like the, yeah, the Louisville, Kentucky thing. And to be something like that, but then to also think that, hey, if the good side didn't win, um, I, I may have not have been born. I, you know, the thing, that relationship of me even becoming born is something that would have been very frowned upon. If not, things would have been handled a different mm. way. Um, so that's, yeah, man. Um, yeah, one of the things I was trying to show in this sermon too is like this is in the church. Like this is we have to we have to talk about this. We have to deal with this because there's no barrier too powerful for the gospel, but Amen. it is in the church. And some of the you know pushback you get like, well, you're just talking politics. Well, the gospel is political. I, I've said this before. The gospel is political. It is not partisan. Sometimes it will offend Republicans. Sometimes it will offend Democrats. Last week we did a sanctity of life. Sunday, we, we were very explicit calling out the evil of abortion and even calling on uh, po politicians to correct this. Like, you know, we probably offended some Democrats. This week, maybe we offended some Republicans, but it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. Right. Um, and at different times, you know, there were times where the Republicans were the ones that were firmly on the side of black Americans, and it was the Democrats uh, right. that were against. And, and so it's not... It's not a political party thing. It's not a partisan thing. But this is in the church. These attitudes have invaded the church. And we have to deal with it because the gospel deals with it. You see it over and over and again um, in really the Old and the, the New uh, Testaments where um, God is, is not only wooing us and then in winning us back to him through the shed blood of Jesus, um, he is breaking down the barriers between human beings and bringing them Amen. into this new family. And that's like, we should, we should talk about it. We, right. should, we should love that he is doing that. And we should lament where we see um, people are still resisting the yeah. gospel. Right. Yeah, I believe that too. Um, one, of your, one of your questions kind of, kind of made me think of the political side of things. It says, uh, how has curiosity and humility diffused tensions or healed divisions in your relationships? Um, and I, and I just kind of briefly put, when divisions leads to pain or hurt for me, I tend to ask, uh, why are you saying these things? And so that I can receive that information. Uh, I, I believe the Lord is, has given me a gift of mercy. So my heart tends to um, want to reflect mercy when someone says something that's offensive or something to me, because then I want to know, like, where is that coming from, from you? Why would you, why would you want that for me? Um, and so that, that was kind of my pursuit over the past year in politics. That's something that, uh, you know, on your Monday challenge, it's like what's two things that's, that's changed or in the past two years was something mm -hmm. that's changed. Like I actually gave attention to politics for the past year because, because of the things that I was hearing from so many 
not only different sides, but people in my life. And I'm like, what is going on? And what would make you say something like that? Um, you know, house visits, even mm-hmm. in the midst of pandemic to, to really get in front of someone and, and have them look me in my eye and say, like, do you really believe the things you're saying that you're sharing on social media? Because I, I have to know from my own heart, because I don't want to put myself out here for you to, to hurt me in that way. Right. Um, and there's been relationships lost because of that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely say, you know, on the Monday Challenge side, there's that. And then um, that's just kind of been my response to the, the divisions and stuff like that um, with that mm-hmm. question. I had a, a question. I'd like to hear your answer to it. Um, so it was actually your first question. In, the, in a passage like this, is it most natural for you to read from the perspective of a Pharisee, the disciples, or an unarmed observer, and why? Uh, I think um, an unnamed observer, uh, far and away, it's very hard for me to put myself in the seat of the Pharisee or the, whoever the bad guy is in the passage. Um, and, and part of it is a lack of, a, I don't know, curiosity or creativity, maybe. Um, I just... I. The, my default is to look at the Bible and look at anything that I'm reading or experiencing in, a, in like a purely intellectual way. And like I'm, I'm reading this story, but I'm outside of it. And it's really hard to put myself in the story. And then when I, if I do put myself in the story, I want to put myself in, you know, the good guy place. Like right. I would put myself in the place of maybe the disciples that are, again, they're just sort of watching this unfold. Um, it's, it's really hard. It takes a lot of work and just asking, like, God, make me humble to just even be real enough with myself to, to say, like, would I, would I have been one of the, these guys yeah. back then? Yeah. Well, man, I think that's all the time we got. There's a couple more questions that I'm sure will be listed at the end of this. Um, we would love to see you guys answer some of those questions. Um, thank you for sharing this time with us. And uh, for those out here who are still sticking around at Sojourn, I love you and I appreciate for that. I know we're going through some hard stuff. Uh, but I believe on the end it'll be something far more beautiful than what we could even imagine. So Amen. thank you for your time. Peace.